It is Wednesday, May 31st. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I am Steve Fezzik. The NBA Finals are a day away. And Vegas is vying for the Stanley Cup. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Steve Fezzik is sitting in for A.J. Hoffman this morning. Mackenzie Rivers is with us as well. Fez, thank you so much for being with us here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here because with the NBA Finals a day away, Thursday night, of course, tomorrow night, will begin Game 1 in Denver. The Nuggets heavily favored over the Heat. We're at 8.5 now, and you can even get 9 at some places. But you had talked about how the market doesn't believe and never really believed in the Miami Heat. Yeah, and it's not, when I say the market, it's not necessarily the bookmakers. It's really the betters. The betters just continue to use the anchor that was the Miami Heat as they entered the playoffs, and they haven't swayed far from it. And it does not matter how many good games the Heat play, how many games their role players step up and look like stars. As late as Game 7, Miami is up 9. Tatum is clearly compromised and injured. Yeah, well, he was from the beginning of the game. He was compromised, yeah. Exactly. But then, but if you look at the halftime, I'm not going to talk about the live wagering line. Looking at the halftime line, what was the second half line? You know what? It would seem like, well, maybe Boston's a small favorite. No. Boston was laying seven and a half Mm. in the second half. So think about this. Boston was laying seven and a half for the game with a healthy Tatum. And he's clearly not close to 100%. And yet... The markets made Boston a seven and a half point second half favorite to the point where Boston really would have had to come back to win the game. But down don't you nine. see that all the time with favorites that are down at half? Don't doesn't the second half line? It's like automatically whether oh it's just going to be the second half line is just going to be that for them to come back and win the game or for them to come back and you know lose by one or two. But not when the best player sure is injured like this. So, so they, so they the, didn't factor in the Tatum injury. They're just spitting out whatever whatever the algorithm spits out. Right with no adjustment. And you know what? And the betters were like, eh. We're not that interested. Mm-hmm. Nah, don't really, don't really want basically Miami to win the game at like minus one twenty-five, despite them being up nine. Crazy. Uh, the, I think what's happening is there's a lot of pro betters that have a number by each team, and they start out when Miami started the playoffs. Their mm-hmm. number was so low, like they were just barely better than an average team, and they've upgraded Miami by like a point and a half only. When the truth is, I think you could make a case for a much stronger upgrade. Yeah. Do you, where do you stand when it comes to like a halftime bet like that? Because I know there's people out there that always use the term, oh, pre flop versus in game. It's like, oh, well, I don't like the Celtics laying that much pre flop. But once they're down a little bit, I'm going to bet on the Celtics because then you're going to get them at a reduced line. But isn't that really like a sucker's mentality? Because like you said, forget about the Tatum injury aside, but just seemed like that the second half line made no sense. Like Miami would have to, that would have to be a pretty big collapse. Yeah. In general, I have a rule of thumb. All right. Whenever the spread is big, I refuse as a better to lay the game spread in the second half. So if the game spread seven and a half, 
I personally am not going to lay seven and a half under almost any circumstance for the second half. I'll lay six, you know, above, mm-hmm. in, in, yeah, in the right why situation. Would you, why would you take a bet that you could have had four quarters to cover and now only give yourself two quarters to cover? Well, to use an example, like at times I like to do it, pulling back the curtain here. So let's say I've got a situation where Tatum isn't hurt and Boston trails by five. And now the second half line is Boston minus six. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, well, it's not really such a bad bet because think about it. I need Boston to win by one or more. Yeah. So if it goes to overtime, I steal it in overtime mm-hmm. because then Boston will become the clear favorite yes. for me to cover. If Boston is up by one or two at the end of the game, they're more than likely to extend. So I like personally pulling back the curtain. I like to take a pre-flop big favorite at halftime. If I can get them to that, the new projected line is more like them favored by one to two points. Really, they just have to win the game. But I don't like them when they're favored to lose because now. But they're favored to lose by a little less. Like, let's say they're favored to lose by two. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because now if they're down 10, for instance, and they were laying seven and a half, I need them, really, I need them to win. Because if, even if they cut the lead to two or one at the end of the game, then they're going to foul and they're going to go back down yeah. three and they're not going to cover. But you know that there's probably a large population of people that were just firing in on Boston second half just thinking, well, they're the home team. They were favored by seven and a half. They're obviously going to come back and win the, the game. Bet, they're the better team. And game yeah. sevens favor the better team and the like. And that, that, that really, what happens, I think, a lot of times you have even pro betters that are following basic strategy betting where they like to bet a certain way. And there's no substitute for actually watching the game, and you could not make a case. Tatum was clearly compromised. He wasn't shooting at all. He wasn't creating, and Brown isn't a creator himself, and really became, is Al, if Al Horford's going to beat me shooting threes, so mm-hmm, be it, mm-hmm. right? So what do you think about the game one line for tomorrow night? Nuggets eight and a half to nine over the Heat. Is this disrespectful to the Heat? Is this the market not adjusting on Miami enough? I, I think the, the what it's the situation of the game one, the big favorite, well-rested, that's been a very profitable subset mm-hmm. such that the pro betters aren't going to want to touch Miami at any price. And this actually opened as low as five and a half, and immediately it got bet up to eight. Yeah. And then overnight it got bet up to nine. So the pro betters, because the public hasn't bet yet, the pro betters absolutely went ahead and fired on Denver to the point of they talk about squeezing you know, that last drop yeah. out of the turnip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's been squeezed out of there because there's no way no way you can make a case from pure power ratings. I think Denver's probably, what, six points, maybe six and a quarter points better than average team. Miami three points better on a neutral three. Even in an altitude, can't make the game nine. Yeah, well, you mentioned the subsets, and we'll, McKenzie will get those numbers for us in just a second, but you have a team coming off of a game seven versus a team not coming off of a game seven, and then you just have home teams in the NBA Finals and in game one of the NBA Finals. That is a very strong uh, subset as well. Is there a point before tomorrow night that this number could reach that will get you to be in on Miami? Yes, but I'm a little biased because I went ahead and fired on minus seven and a half mm-hmm. and even a little bit minus eight reduced. So, and part of my rationale, and I was screaming at one of my betting partners saying, we got to bet this <laughs> as the numbers go like, we, we, we missed on the minus six and a half. Mm-hmm. And then we missed on the minus seven. And I'm like, God. Dang it. You know, it's, if, if it goes any higher, we can't bet it anymore. I said, trust me, you'll be happy you have it on your back pocket. Because think about it. If you lay seven and a half 
and you take nine. Believe it or not, that's that's a solidly profitable middle. Mm-hmm. You need a point and a half on sides to be profitable. So it's already nines are already out there. I'm holding out. I think plus nine and a half is probably just about a break-even bet. But because I bet kind of big on the minus seven and a half, I'll probably just go ahead and play back plus nine and a half, which I think is probably like a fifty-two and a half percent bet. And as far as the totals, do you, you don't want to touch them early. You want to bet unders later in the series. I, I got to tell you. I am a game six and game seven under yeah, better yeah, right yeah. when the game's open. <laughs> and that subset is so strong. Yeah. And I'm also, if games one and two go over, I like betting game three under. So if there's been a lot of overs. It'll be inflated, the numbers. Exactly. Yeah. So those are kind of like my go-to subsets. I also treated think, me really well. I also think just game three under in general in this series, because the two the, the teams coming from Denver – and then coming out of altitude and playing a game three, I think fatigue might come in, it, might come into play. Yeah, and especially if I if I can get like one of the games to go over, you know that 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 will keep because in general it makes sense. Like if game one goes over, and what's the current total two nineteen and a half? Two nineteen, yeah. So if game one has two hundred thirty points, you know game two is going to go up to two twenty one. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. early in the series because they're saying, hey, our our target number wasn't correct. And then if game two goes over, it goes up to 223 and a half. And that's where it's, you know, absolutely a stellar bet. Now, we did the math when we did the dream preview. Uh, well, you did the math when we did the dream preview. But I am an advocate of betting Jokic to win the MVP as opposed to as instead of betting the series price on the Denver Nuggets. I Basically, think Denver, it's a proxy. Yes, I think it. Denver's going to win this series. They're minus 400, minus 420, depending on, you know, shop around. You can find different numbers. But you can also shop around and find different numbers on Jokic to win the MVP. So let's say we found, and we did at, at uh, FanDuel, I believe it was, minus 320. Okay, good number on Jokic as opposed to the 360 you see elsewhere. But let's say you get 320 on Jokic to win the MVP compared to a minus 400 bet or even greater on the Nuggets to win the finals. I think it's an incredible proxy because I can't see any way that the Nuggets win this series and Jokic is not the MVP because it is a voted-on award. And we just saw it in the Eastern Conference Finals where Caleb Martin was, I think, the most impactful player in that series. Jimmy Butler wins the MVP award 5-4. to four. And Jamal Murray, for everything that he did in the Western Conference Finals, Jokic was the unanimous Western Conference Finals MVP. I tell you what, I don't think that's a good comp for your argument because Caleb Martin got four-ninths of the votes, so it was like... It was literally you, you. You got the right judge. Sure, but for the my, my point vote. is that Caleb Martin should have won the award. That's but it. it went to the brand name Jimmy Butler because he did enough. Yes, but to, Caleb, to, to spin the narrative that Caleb he was Martin the better player has, has no um, uh, past resume of success, and that's Correct. not the case with Denver. So, bottom line is the wrong way to do this mathematically. And we kind of, I kind of learned this my, myself tonight. It, it seems like you'd say, well, if Jokic, if Denver wins and Jokic, if Jokic is the MVP, you're laying minus 320 versus minus 400. Well, if 32 divided by 40, if 80% of the time when Denver wins, he's the MVP, that would be the right bet, right? No. It turns out, without walking you through all the, the math, Jokic has to be the MVP 95% of the time mm-hmm. or more for this to be the right bet. And I think that that is a bridge too far. I agree with you. It is very likely— that Jokic will indeed be the MVP if Denver wins, but I think it's not quite at 95%. Now, they've done studies before um, in terms of how sure human beings are about things, mm-hmm. right? 
And so you know where I'm going. When a human being says he is 98% confident that the capital of Louisiana is New Orleans, guess what? They're wrong. It winds up being Baton Rouge. (laughs) Much more than they they um, go ahead and estimate. Like if you if you ask, are there more than 500 million people in Russia? You know, mm-hmm. how confident are you of that? That people, whenever they say they're 99 percent confident, it turns out they only get the question right like 93 percent. So pursuant to that, I would say if you like Denver, just lay the minus four dollars, minus 400, and I would discourage the Jokic minus 320 unless indeed you're feeling it is over a 95 percent chance, which I think is just a little bit too much. It could be, but I think that the human factor comes into play here because these are NBA writers that vote on this award. They did not vote him for the regular season MVP. For one, what re- we don't have to debate the reasoning that Embiid won over Jokic, right? But what we've seen in this playoffs is that he's setting all time records, he's passing Wilt Chamberlain. In stat categories in these po- in these playoffs, you're, you're still you know with judges the best evidence I can give that you can't trust judges. Mm-hmm. Let's go b- back to the Rocky movies. <laughs> Rocky one was a split decision. I don't care what they said in Rocky two about like it was unclear who won the fight. Anyone who watched Rocky one knows that Creed won that fight. Rocky yeah. got like knocked down over and over again. He got his nose busted up. But but Rocky probably won the final round like ten eight. You know, no doubt. Because Creed should have just stayed away from him. Creed won eight of the first nine rounds. That, I mean, that, that makes sense. And and then finally in Rocky Balboa, the last chapter, mm-hmm. uh, Rocky like won round like round. It wasn't two. the last chapter, but he yeah. won. Yes, he won. I think he won the round that um, the, the, Mason Dixon broke his Mason hand. Mason Dixon broke his yeah. hand and one other round, and that was it. I think he won the last round also. Yeah, that should not have been a split decision either. That I was mean, that was unanimous. It should have been unanimous. One of the greatest acting moments was was Mason Dixon when they said we have a split decision and he has a scowl on his face like what is everybody watching i just beat this man with one hand yeah exactly uh and rocky just walked right out of the ring he didn't even need to hear the results because it did win or lose didn't matter to him and it was a reenactment basically at the close to what happened at the end of rocky one by the way one of the worst line fights i would have lost a, a fortune creed was only a f- minus 500 favorite in rocky two i would have bet my entire house on Creed, minus 500 against Balboa. He was so angry, and he took the first fight so light. There is no way Balboa is going to win that second fight. But he did. You're probably right. Yeah. Who's betting Who's betting Balboa in that second fight? No. We've seen this before. Right? Yeah, clearly. Yes. Who's betting Balboa in the second fight against Clubber Lang? After watching what happened in the first, well, fight. they got that one right. That the uh, that, that that they it's never fourteen to one or something like that. They what? never quoted the odds, yeah. but, but but all the um, announcers said, "Oh, you know, Balboa is clearly the significant underdog." Here. underdog yes. here. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not have bet him in that in that second yeah, fight. In retrospect, you know, the over under of uh, five and a half rounds, which would have probably been the line, would have been a great under bet. Oh, tremendous under, <laughs> tremendous under. All right, Fez. Uh, well, Mackenzie's going to jump in here and get um, this uh, the NBA stuff, but. Hang on, because I'm going to ask you about what's going on with the Stanley Cup final. So, Mackenzie, you you had those numbers on the teams, the subset that Fez was mentioning. Teams coming off of a Game 7 against teams not coming off of a Game 7. What do we got? Yeah, they win about a third of the time. Teams like the Heat playing a Game 7 versus a team not off a Game 7. They cover 38% of the time, 19 and 32. It makes so much sense. I'm surprised the market doesn't move 
too much for it, but maybe it does because we saw this number open at six and a half. Now it's eight and a half. Yeah, so Denver would be the side to bet if you're backing that system. Um, it's just the game one team. It doesn't matter home or road, doesn't right? Doesn't matter. It's just off of a game seven versus not off a game seven. And then we've also seen, and I know that RJ talked about this when we did the dream preview, just home teams in general in yeah. game one of the NBA finals. Kill it in game one. I think um, eight and one the last nine. So, yeah, yeah, it's been an incredible run here. Um, I Do you agree with Fez? Like, this could get to a point where where it makes sense to play the Heat? It's steep. Like nine and a half? Yes. Like, there's a point where the line is wrong. I still not, not don't necessarily love playing the dog in that point. I know it doesn't make any sense, but the swings in these games, like they won the first game of the Timberwolves series by 39. They were up by 20 against the Lakers in game one. Like, it can get closer, but one run at the end of the game, which I think is very likely against a Heat team that's going to be worn down in the second half, doesn't matter what the number is. Yeah. If they if they end up blowing them out. And, and totals like 219, 219 and a half. I I think that's like game 1 will tell us where the rest of the series is going to go. Yeah. Uh sometimes they get it wrong. We saw that in the uh Heat Knicks and the Heat Cavs where the totals at the end of the series were 15 points lower. It wasn't even close. And they're estimating it based on a lot of factors. These two teams played twice a season, average 232. Their average total was 222. Now we're seeing 219. Uh, the nerves of the playoffs definitely factors. Where mm-hmm. Teams are scoring 10 less points on average uh, combined per game. But maybe we just see it like it, both of those games flew over the total. 232 was the average score. So if that ends up being the style of play, this total could be 225, and it, it might not be wrong. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, we're going to do more breakdown of game one coming up tomorrow morning. Uh, RJ Bell will join you and I here on Straight Out of Vegas AM. We'll do a full breakdown of game one, uh, including some best bets for game By one the way, as well. RJ Bell in the Dream Preview, best bet for game one. Check it out. Yes, exactly. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, 
Are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Stanley Cup Final, Vegas Golden Knights. Hosting game one here in town on Saturday. Fez, you think that Vegas makes out regardless of the outcome? Yes. And I'm not talking about Vegas, the team. I'm talking about Vegas, the city, makes out regardless of the outcome, whether the Knights win or whether the Florida Panthers win. Yeah, so if you're the manager of the MGM Grand and you're looking at your liability, you're like, oh, boy, I already got this big liability from tickets, you know, locals betting on the Golden Knights to win the Cup. And you know the the locals are also going to bet them each and every game. So every time Vegas wins, it's going to cost the book another eighty thousand dollars, another hundred twenty thousand. Boom! And I've got this looming liability of an extra five hundred thousand or whatever it is. We're going to get killed. But although the sports book and sports books in town are going to get killed, the town itself is going to make out like a bandit because not only are they going to have all the parties. All the viewers, all the gaming, entertainment shows, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. filling the casinos for a period of, of, of you know, those four games. And even on, during the road games as well. Yeah, they'll have, they have watch parties. Yeah. Exactly. But then going forward, if Vegas wins the cup, this is going to be a guarantee that rolling forward over the next couple of years, it's going to increase the fan base so much that they're going to make so much money every time they have a home game going forward, or even like you said, a road game with the parties. And people have gone on record that the greatest thing to ever happen to this city in terms of the viability of professional sports was that the golden Knights went to the Stanley cup their first season. Now, we can have a separate discussion about whether the you know the NHL fixed the draft lottery, changed the rules, let Vegas get a good team, whatever. Whatever happened, happened. The fact that they were able to go to the Stanley Cup final made this a success because now the city embraced the team. The they gar- they they built a fan base. There are way they got more national recognition. As you're driving around, you're looking at bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. There are so many more. My license plate is a Vegas Golden Knights license plate. And you're not alone. I think there's yeah. like a like a, oh, the every most popular, possible the most popular license plate. Yeah. Like like as far as flags flying and bumper stickers, I would say it's three to one Vegas Golden Knights over Raiders. Oh, clearly. Yeah. yeah, it's not even not even close. Not even close. Yeah, but it, it it you they you owe it all to them going to the Stanley Cup final in their first season. Exactly. And now that it, that has made the city yeah. so much money and made that a su- yep. success and think about this, it's actually probably enabled us to get the Raiders. Well, yes, I'm saying professional sport, the viability yes. of professional sports in this town is all due to VGK being successful and VGK was only successful because they went to the Stanley Cup because in their first season. this is a town that if likes they to support were, winners. We don't support were, UNLV athletics. If they were the worst team in the league their first year, they don't sell out T-Mobile Arena. It's not a big draw the following year. People don't come back. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they don't have watch parties all across town. But because they've been good from the onset, this town is is a buzz with Golden Knights hockey. 
you know, look at what they do at Circa. When every time there's a road game, they have a party at Stadium Swim. Everyone's watching it outside. It's an incredible experience. They had a watch party, I think, at the uh, in uh, Henderson at the arena. You know, watching the the Golden Knights. Not everyone can attend Taylor Swift each and every week. Exactly. There's got to be alternative entertainment <laughs> options. It's too expensive. Although I hear good things about those Taylor Swift concerts, but I I think Vegas they have a really good shot to win this. Uh, I think it's a coin flip series. If I'm being honest, I think it's priced uh, accordingly. So important. With Vegas if, being home. If you do bet Vegas game one or for the series, mm-hmm. I would bet them now. If, especially if you live in Vegas. Yes. If you like Florida, I would wait until the very last moment because you're going to get bargains on the other guys here in Vegas. Yes, because, first of all, game one is on Saturday. What happens on the weekends? People come to Las Vegas. They go to day clubs. (laughs) Yes. If you've never been to the Wynn Day Club, which is a very elegant place. Encore Beach Club. My my son said, Daddy— He's in eighth grade, but he's very naive, all right? He's only 12, and he goes, Daddy, are those people drunk? I'm like, no, they are annihilated. (laughs) It's a good time. But people will come into town this weekend, and they will be betting game one. So, yes, I agree with you. The line on game one, which right now is Vegas minus 135, will increase before we get to puck drop on Saturday. Yes, even if it doesn't go up. At faraway places, it will go up in Vegas. Oh, it'll go up in town. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you might get a better price going somewhere else. Yes. In fact, I'll be in Arizona this weekend. I'm going to fire up the DraftKings account and, uh, <laughs> and see what I can get on v- on VGK after I, seeing um, it go up. I agree. W- 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 while you're there, write this write this <laughs> yeah. down. Can you um, can you bet Atlanta minus 110 hosting Washington in October? That's the Falcons <laughs> minus 110 hosting an inferior team and Atlanta's home. Put, bo- bonus football bet here. Put, put your whole account on it, please. Um, as far as, like, the, the Conn Smythe Trophy, which is the MVP of the playoffs, but it goes to the MVP of the Stanley Cup final, obviously. Uh, it's gone to the loser, a losing player, a couple of times. Most recently, 2003. Mm-hmm. And it went to a goaltender. It was uh, Jean-Sebastien Giguere. I'm not expecting you to remember the name. He was the goalie of the Ducks. The Ducks had an improbable run through the playoffs. Who can forget it? He was incredible, and they lose to the Devils in the Stanley Cup final. But he was he played he was out of his mind. He won the MVP of the okay. of the postseason. The favorite to win the award is Sergei Bobrovsky, is the goaltender for the Florida Panthers. Obviously, he's been standing on his. He's head. been out of his mind. There's people that believe that even if Vegas wins, Bobrovsky could win this award. I find that hard to believe. Forget about the names of the players or what they do. Do you think that voters now, I know what happened in 2003, it was 20 years ago. Do you think voters can vote for a losing player? No. In a championship series? I think everything has changed. Everything's changed, right? Everything's changed. It's all about... I, I I still go back to if LeBron can't win the MVP, you know, against Golden State, yeah, then then it's almost impossible. That exactly. I, I just I don't see any league, whether it's the NBA Finals or the Stanley Cup Final, I don't think that any voter votes for a losing player. So I, I, unless I could see a World Series if a guy hit like twelve home runs, 
or if a pitcher throws two no two complete games. One like if Madison Bumgarner does what he did the year that he won uh, the MVP when he pitched like three times against the Royals. Yeah. Right. Let's say they lose that game seven, mm-hmm. but Bumgarner does what he does. Maybe maybe Mad Bum still wins it. I, yeah. I I don't know. But I was looking at these stats, and and you don't know anything about hockey, or you do, but. You're not a, a a big hockey guy. It's soccer on ice. Soccer and on I ice. I can't see. I can't it's see more the like, ball. It's more like I lacrosse. Can't, I can't see the ball. It's more like lacrosse on ice. But if I told you, oh, by the way, I played lacrosse. I, I'm sorry, I didn't get this to my clients. Duke, Notre Dame, under 26 and a half. The lacrosse national championship. It went under. Goes under. Yeah, it went under. Bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think was didn't like Duke not have a goal for like the whole first half or something like that. They, they scored. To start the game, and the or first, Notre Dame, and, or yeah, Duke. Duke yeah. scored with 40 seconds in, and then the Duke lacrosse internet guy said, "Who else but this guy?" <laughs> which was the kiss of death. They didn't score the rest of the half. Okay, basically, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two stat lines here. Goalie A, 11 wins, two losses. He has a 2.21 goals against average. Oh, that's not that good. With a 9.35 save percentage, and he has one shutout. Mm-hmm. Goalie B, seven wins and three losses, a 2.07 goals against average, a 9.37 save percentage, and has two shutouts this playoffs. See, a lot of numbers, so I just look at the 9.35 and the 9.37. So They're one, comparable. One player has a better save percentage, a better goals against average, and has one more shutout in these postseasons. Don't care about the other stuff. The save percentages were basically equal. Okay. To, mm-hmm. to, to me, 935 and 937 means they're equal. Okay, so 2.21 goals against average versus 2.07. That, that doesn't matter because that's just a, 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 a if, if, if someone peppers me with 50 shots, that's not my fault. Sure, and then there's two shutouts versus one shutout. Doesn't matter. Okay. So you think that these are comparable goaltenders? I do. Okay. One player is the favorite to win the trophy at plus 210. Mm-hmm. The other is Vegas's goaltender, who's plus twelve hundred to win the award. Ooh, that's because, and and correct me if I'm wrong. That's because Vegas scores goals and Florida doesn't. Yes, mm-hmm. that's because Vegas does win their games four to two. But obviously, and Florida wins their games two to one. Do you think there is some possible correlation between Vegas Golden Knights to over or Florida to under in every game? Yes. Okay, I do, mm-hmm. and I think that if Vegas, the reason I think. Betting Aiden Hill at plus twelve hundred is, is is a pretty good bet because the the only the only thing that I can see that keeps him from winning the award is if the Knights score like five goals. But might game. there not be some uh, preconceived power ratings that people are like no one no one has made a uh, a reputation for Florida during mm-hmm. the playoffs for scoring goals, but Vegas has guys that voters are already wanting to vote for. But the thing is that all the Vegas players are all jumbled up. Mm. There's no one player that's standing out. And if there's a bunch of two-to-one games, then exactly. then the, the bottom line, the, the analytics doesn't. guys are going to look at it and say, wait a minute, that's, mm-hmm. this guy's been as good as the Florida guy. All it takes is, yeah, all it takes is a couple of low-scoring yeah. wins. And they're because it's like, it's it, all these Vegas players have the same odds. William Carlson, Jonathan Marchessault, Mark Stone, they all have the same odds. Mm. They're all seven to one, eight to one, and they're. They, it's because they're all they're all contributing. They're yeah. all scoring. Carlson leads the team in goals. Marchessault leads the team in points. You know, Eichel leads the team in assists. They're all contributing. They're. It's a it's a team effort. No one's. It's not one player running away with anything. 
So I think that there's value on the goalie because all it takes, like I said, all it takes is a couple of low-scoring games, and, the, and and maybe they vote him. Well, the, the numbers that you presented to me. I, one more question. How often does a goalkeeper win the award? Uh, it happens. Rare? No, not rare. Um, it happens. I love the way you. I love the way you. It's of course it's not real. Fezzik, it's like it's like Scott. I haven't watched like a hockey game since so, 1995. So the last time it happened was two years ago, 2021. Okay. Goal to Andre Vasilevsky won. Yeah, I, and I even know the name. I even yeah. knew that. Yes. Before that though, you'd have to go back to 2012. Jonathan Quick, who coincidentally is on the Vegas Golden Knights now. Okay, so <laughs> so basically two of the last ten years. Two in the last ten years. Huh. Yep. Yes. But it's been, you know, it's, it's there again, there's nobody that's stepping, standing up above the rest. Like last year, Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche won the award. You know, he, in general, he was the favorite in like the second round. You know, I, you know, <laughs> I hate these needle in the haystack bets though, where I have to pick one guy to win like, yeah. like, like, like anything. I know what I like a needle in the haystack bets. I like needle in the haystack bets that you give me, like in baseball, back like who's going to win rookie of the year, and a guy just had the like the world's greatest did, world did, baseball did, classic yeah. for the Red or, Sox. Or didn't I give you Zach Gallon eleven to one to win the uh, or thirteen to one or eleven to one? Yeah, what is he like co favorite now? He's the favorite in the National League I, to, to win the uh, Cy Young. If award. you could just pitch at home with the dome closed, he'd be a lock. <laughs> He's incredible at home. <laughs> let me let me see what the current odds are right now. Cy Young award in the National League. He's co-favorites with Spencer Strider, Boy. plus 220. Well, you know what? What's interesting, and I don't follow that much baseball, but I have been following Spencer Strider. Mm-hmm. And after a phenomenal April, he had a fairly eh, meh May, but dude strikes out 10 seemingly every night. Yes, he's a high so strikeout guy. That's got to help him, right, with public perception? Because because I think he's even money to lead the league in strikeouts last I checked. I believe so. Uh, you want just a quick uh, rundown of, of the awards in Major League Baseball? If uh, if you want to know where they're at right now? Uh, just, a, just a strikeout leader. <laughs> just a strikeout leader? I don't even know if I can find that here. No, that's, that's, that's obscure. Yeah, give, give, me, give me the rookies of the years. Okay. Uh, right now, rookies of the years, the favorite in the American League? Marasaka Yoshida. Hey, we bet him at seven to one. I'm exactly. happy about that. He's what is- plus one twenty-five. <laughs> Favorite in the in the uh, National League is Corbin Carroll of the Diamondbacks, plus one twenty-five. I don't think we bet him, but you know what? I have lots of Arizona over seventy-nine wins, so I hope he does well. My two Cy Young picks are the favorites, though: Shane McClanahan in the American League and Zach Gallen in the National League. So, so my I, MVP picks not so much. So, though. so I, I I have to ask you. Um, you, you don't even mind when McClanahan. You'd rather he lose two to one to the Cubs than if he would have won five to, to four, right? It's all, yeah, of course, yeah. It's all it, it's the win loss doesn't even matter yeah. anymore. It's all analytics, right? It's, it's all yeah. Wins and losses don't, don't matter. It's exactly. the numbers that you put up. And How right about now, Tampa Bay? How do you score eleven against the Yankees and then you get one run in eighteen innings against the Cubs? I will say this though, Tampa this afternoon against the Cubbies will win. They have uh, Zach Eflin is pitching tonight or today, and Justin Steele, who's had a very good season, goes for the Cubs. There's just one problem about Justin Steele that plays right into the Rays' favor. Justin Steele is a left-handed pitcher, mm-hmm. and the Tampa Bay Rays have the Bay best Ray. offense in Major League Baseball against left-handed pitchers. Ah, so very, very good. Can I can I interest you? I know the Braves lost two against Oakland. 
There's no way they get swept by Oakland. I will be giving that out as a best bet as well. But I, but caveat, when I say no way, it means I think it's like 77% Atlanta wins. So uh, you, yes. You'd the end break, up like lane 270 or something? I would. It's 235. Oh, it's cheap. Yeah, it is cheap, and I would I would go. I would lay the one and a half. And I think it's a little bit for. It's never forgivable to lose to Oakland, but the fact that the Braves played on Sunday night and then flew across the country, I can forgive them. I picked the A's. I gave out the A's. You listen to this program. I gave out the A's two days ago. I said the Sunday night fade works. Yes. Bet and they and not only was it a Sunday night with travel, they had to travel cross country. Yeah. And so I said, this is the— It might have been a two-day hangover because of that. And it was Paul Blackburn pitching, which is the only pitcher that you could last year bet on the A's. But this was his first start from coming back from injury. They have this one reliever named Love Lady that looks pretty good. (laughs) Maybe I just like that name, Love Lady. The the thing that scares me a little bit today with the Braves is that they do not have a good pitcher going. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, Jared Schuster. But the A's have a worse pitcher can going. I, That's I, James Caprillion. Can I parlay? It's probably the total is nine. Can I parlay? Nine. Can I parlay Atlanta to the over? Correlated parlay. Big, it is big a cor- visitor to the over. It is a correlated parlay, although it is a day game in Oakland. Well, that and those don't usually tend to go over. So is is Oakland different than San Diego or? Like Anaheim or, it's or just, LA Dodgers, which typically are higher scoring in the day because hmm. they don't have the marine layer. Yeah. No marine layer, but it's it's just it's sunny and cavernous. There's no foul yeah. territory, so pop ups get caught and foul. You know, I mean, I'm gonna say there's no foul territory. There is all, all a whole bunch of foul territory, so pop ups get caught in foul territory. Yeah, it's very bright. Uh, the way that the sun hits the the, the, the field, it's just I, I never it's really getaway like. day, so the umpires call more strikes. Yeah, you believe in that. Yeah, but I do like the correlated play to a heavy road favorite. Yeah, to the over. Because you're guaranteed the nine at bats too, and, and some are listening, and they're like, well, "Why don't we play the run line minus one and a half to the over?" Well, the dastardly. Bookie. You don't. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, it's not too, it's to too correlated. Yeah. I would do like Braves team total over. That's the way I would do it. Maybe not the game over because I again, even though it's a bad pitcher for the Braves, I don't know if I can trust the A's to score runs. So we get we get Atlanta over five and a half probably for a team total. It has to be five and a half. It would be yeah because they're heavy favorites. Yeah, yeah. And then you get three and a half for the uh, right. for the A's. Yep. Good stuff, my man. Thanks, Fez. Appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on. Well, let's take a look at the rest of the Major League Baseball schedule. Uh, The Rangers are at the Tigers. Dane Dunning goes for the Rangers. Tigers haven't announced what they're doing with their starting pitching just yet. Uh, The Angels are at the White Sox. It's going to be Berea going for the Angels. Lance Linday for Chicago. Chicago is minus 135. I mentioned the Rays and the Cubs. I do like the Rays with Zach Eflin against Justin Steele. Uh, Tampa's minus 135. I just think that Tampa's not they're not going to get swept by the Cubs first off. I, I know it's kind of like cliche to say. But, yes, they're the number one team in baseball against left-handed pitchers. Uh, WRC plus of 166. That's the highest in baseball against left-handed pitchers. Uh, league average is around 100. So, And you're looking at a league average team around 100. That's like you know, way down the list. Uh, Elsewhere, the Guardians are at the Orioles. It's Shane Bieber Day for the Guardians. Talked about the Braves and the A's already. Pirates at the Giants. Mitch Keller goes for the Pirates. Alex Wood for San Francisco. San Francisco minus 125, total of 7.5. Nationals are at the Dodgers. L.A. minus 250. Patrick Corbin goes for the Dodgers and Noah Syndergaard for, uh, or Patrick Corbin goes for the Nationals, Noah Syndergaard for the Dodgers. Total is 9.5. I just don't trust Noah Syndergaard, and I don't know how you can trust Syndergaard. Uh, Got lit up against the Rays in his last start, and Patrick Corbin, 
I mean, as much as I hated the guy and just kept betting against him, and, uh, you know, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to back him uh, in, in his, you know, most recent start, which was against Kansas City because he'd only allowed two runs in, like, four straight starts. Yeah, he gets lit up six runs on seven hits in six and a third innings against the Royals. Um, the bulk of that came, though, in the seventh inning. So he was actually dealing for the first few times through the lineup, and then uh, he ran into some trouble later on in the game. So Corbin, I almost, like, forgive him for some of that. So with this, I might, I don't know if I could, can I take the Nationals against the Dodgers? It's a scary bet, but maybe Nationals in the first five innings, like, plus a half a run? Possibly. Padres are at the Marlins. Blake Snell goes for the Padres. Braxton Garrett for Miami. San Diego is minus 120. The Brewers are at the Blue Jays. Julio Teron goes for the Blue, the Brewers. Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays. Manoa's been bad. 1-5 with a 5.53 ERA this season. And at home this year, a 7.23 ERA. Ouch. For Alec Manoa. And the Blue Jays are minus 190. Ah, that, that seems like Brewers are pass for me. Luke Weaver goes for the Reds against the Red Sox in Boston. James Paxton gets the start for the Bees. Uh, what did it call it the Bees? That's like the Bruins. How about the Boston? How about they just call it the Sox? Uh, Boston's minus 175, total of 10. Phillies are at the Mets. Uh, Aaron Nola goes for the Phillies. Carlos Carrasco for the Mets. Philly minus 125. Twins are at the Astros. Louis Varlin goes for Minnesota. Hunter Brown for the Astros. Houston minus 178. Rockies at the Diamondbacks. Danielson Lamette goes for Colorado. Tommy Henry for Arizona. D-backs minus 178. And the Yankees at the Mariners. Clark Schmidt against George Kirby. Seattle with Kirby on the hill. Minus 140. Make sure you guys head on over to pregame.com. Take advantage of a variety of discounted packages we have available for you. We got some great discounts going on on the website on pregame.com right now. A bulk dollar offer as well. It's all on the buy picks page. But I got a special promo code for you because... A.J. Hoffman, who's not here this morning, but, you know, he's always here, my co-host, is great when it comes to the UFC. And we're running a promo for A.J.'s UFC packages right now. You can get 90 days of UFC picks from A.J. 90-day UFC all-access, and we're going to give you $50 off of that deal. Use the promo code UFC50. That's going to give you $50 off AJ Hoffman's 90-day UFC all-access for you, the listeners of SOV. For AJ Hoffman, who's not here, but he has that UFC package, Mackenzie Rivers, Steve Fezzik for joining me. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.